Good evening and happy over the hump day. This is Wednesday's edition of Butch on Sports. Simply Butch is here. And as always, thanks for tuning in, boys and girls. Uh, I'll give you some sports news that you can't get enough of. Abbreviated version tonight that won't be as long as it was on Sunday night. I had a lot of stuff to say here. Ah, I got a lot of stuff to say tonight, but we'll we'll deal with that there. Uh, right now, the Philadelphia Phillies are two games away from the World Series title. They're making a plenty of history so far, especially when they go to coming at home because they have not lost there in seven games. However, the game is going on there in Philadelphia there, game number four. And right now, there's zip, zip, no score in that particular game. That's going on right now here on the television there. I know the Phillies gave a whooping last. Get Astros a whooping last night there. You I I I can't I can't say nothing any different. That was a whooping. <laughs> a lot of complaining too, but it was a whooping. Let's move on here. A day after the Miami uh Dolphins shredded their worst their worst game <laughs> after Shredding the Detroit Lions pass defense for 382 yards passing there. The Lions decided Monday that they need to find a sacrificial lamb. And I said that on Sunday. They're going to find some reason somewhere down the line. And they fired defensive back coach and defensive back game coordinator Aubrey Pleasant. Pleasant designed the con uh, he declined to comment on Monday. Lions Dan Campbell later addressed the move and being confirmed as a multi source of the weekly news. And we finally got the official stating from the Detroit Lions later on that afternoon. Yes, he is gone. Pleasant's a Flint native. This is the second uh coach that Campbell has demoted or fired in less than two seasons. Of course the game we watched Sunday when Miami came back and took it to the Detroit Lions without no excuse. Lions winning by 14 points and then just losing it all. You just can't say too much about the particular situation there, but the Lions need to get some things together. You can blame anybody you want, but it all hangs on Dan Campbell and also Brad Holmes of watching the stuff here and letting it go astray. Hopefully it'll be better days of coming because the Lions will be playing Green Bay this upcoming Sunday at Ford Field. And yes, it'll be a lot of boo birds. And yes, again, a lot of Green Bay Packer fans coming to Detroit to see this game. I know that. I just know it. However, Monday was also a busy day, or Tuesday afternoon was a busy day as the Detroit Lions sent tight end TJ Hawkinson to the Minnesota Vikings for a 2023 second-round draft pick and a 2024 third-round draft pick, according to NFL sources, which has been confirmed by the Detroit Lions. The Lions will also get a 2023 fourth-round pick and a conditional 2024 conditional fourth-round pick. Now, the uh, the Vikings make the playoffs. It'll be a fifth-round draft pick for them in 2024. I don't know why. The Lions conversation for the tight end with me, they will have to pay 
$39 million guarantee in 2023. And the Vikings get somewhat a uh, person who immediately filled the bill for injured Irv Smith Jr., who was suffered a high ankle sprain in week number eight. And he's going to be gone for a while because he's on a long sabbatical there. A former first-round draft pick in 2019, before the new regime moved on in, uh, he's right out of Iowa. Hawkinson appeared in 47 games, 42 starts for the Detroit Lions. He recorded 186 receptions for 2,068 yards, which is the 11.1 average, and 15 touchdowns during that span. They're going to miss him more than Hawkinson can miss them, although Hawkinson left a very good uh, write up in the newspaper of the Detroit fans and how much he appreciate him. I don't know if the Lions appreciate him or not, but he is gone to Minnesota from sugar to, well, you fill in the blanks, boys and girls, because he's going to a first place team, the Minnesota Vikings. Also, in Sunday's game, if you did not hear, and I didn't repeat it there, former uh, Detroit Lions running back uh, Barry Sanders. When they had the ceremony of um, the Lions of the past there, they, um, they announced that at halftime that Sanders will be legitimately, permanently cemented in the Detroit Lions' livelihood at Ford Field with a statue. Uh, Sanders will be the first Lions player to be immortalized with a statue, and that'll be at Ford Field. I don't know if it's going to be inside or outdoors, but... Um, it's going to be a statue. Probably will be indoors. <laughs> you know, spare the, the statue from getting any snow on it or whatever may be there. So, <sighs> not so much I can say about Detroit Lions. It's just been a very bad year for them and all kind of excuses and whatnot. And I know you fans, including yours truly, feel very bad. The AFC Players of the Week, Titans running back <clears throat> Derrick Henry, uh, Broncos defensive end Draymond Jones, and Patriots kicker Nick Foles were named the AFC Players of the Week for week number eight. And, and I just said and, but I didn't have my, my screen just went on the blink. The NFC Player of the Week for week number eight, 49ers. Running back Christian McCaffrey, uh, Minnesota Vikings linebacker Zadarius Smith, and Seattle Seahawks tight end Will Disley were named the NFC Players of the Week from week number eight. I just threw that on in there. Hope you enjoy. The Michigan football defensive back Jermaine uh, Green has retained Tom Myers of Myers Law Firm to represent him in a lawsuit against the Michigan State players after he was assaulted in the tunnel on Saturday night's uh, football game, which Michigan, University of Michigan won 29-7 over Michigan State. Myers confirmed that with the free press when the college football players brutally attacked the members of the opposing team with their helmets, resulting in the players suffering a concussion and other injuries. An apology wasn't sufficient. Mars said that in a written statement. Also, Michigan State right now, along with the four that they 
had uh, suspended earlier, had, had four more players to that list, which is a total of eight, and I'm quite sure they will find some more players to suspend uh, when they thoroughly go through the laundry list of players doing wrongdoings there. I don't know what went into that particular ordeal. I don't know why the University of Michigan players went down the tunnel when basically the majority of their players were on the field celebrating with the fans. But again, more will come out later on there. But what went on there with those players beating on that young man, or two young men, I should say, it just wasn't necessary at all. It's just stupid. Central Michigan right now is playing on ESPNU, and they're playing Northern Illinois. Right now they have a 21-to-zip lead. Right now that's in the second quarter. And also Western Michigan is playing tonight. They're playing against Bowling Green at Bowling Green. And um, Bowling Green has a 6 to nothing lead over Western Michigan there. We'll keep you abreast of the scores as we can see fit. And also, the Detroit Pistons are playing tonight. Uh, they are trailing 31 to 25. That's the end of the first quarter for that particular game. Yes, they are in Milwaukee again. I don't know what went on with the NBA and their schedule in there where they do back-to-backs in the same joint, but maybe they're trying to save some gas or something. I don't know. I can't tell you what went into that particular thinking there. And speaking of basketball there, the Nets had been unperforming for years, but hold right now they use Steve Nash as the sacrificial lamb of that particular team as he was the first-time coach in 2020. Even if the Hall of Fame point guard doesn't bear any full responsibility for the dramatic surroundings of his team for the last three years, and I'll tell you why. Um, it was on with uh, uh, over this summer with uh, Kevin Durant and also Kyrie Irving just starting all kind of crap during the summer, which was just not necessary. And fluctuating uh, third star, third star would be Mr. Simmons there, which right now he's not playing, okay, out for the last two games. Uh, they come up with a record that is just not acceptable. Only in, in Nash had a 7-9 playoff record. That's including sweeping of the first round in April of last year there. Um, of this year, I would say there. The Nets and them decided that they, and I'm talking about decided, which Nash just came to terms that I think they amberly agreed that Nash should just step down and just go away. So Jock Vaughn is right now taking uh, the reins as the interim replacement for Nash there. And the Bulls beat, their, beat the crap out of them last night there. Comeback win, by the way. Comeback win. So it, it has not gotten any better for the New Jersey Nets or the Brooklyn Nets, as they call themselves now. Ah, what can you say? What can you say there? They said Yudoki is going to be the new coach, but again, he's suspended from Boston. I don't know what's going to go on with that, but I'll keep my ears open for it. Lloyd McClendon, speaking of uh, leaving, now Lloyd McClendon, who managed the Toledo Mudheads to an 87-63 and 63 record, uh, winning uh, 
minor league team of the Detroit Tigers. He won't be returning to the organization for the 2023 season, according to sources with knowledge of the situation. After this season ended, McClendon meet with Vice President and Player Development Ryan Gacko and, uh, and said, hey, it's time for him to move on, and he wants to seek opportunities in the major league again. Well, why don't he? Because I think he should have got the job in the first place. That's where we've got A.J. Hinch. But what do I know, boys and girls? What do I know? In high school sports here, uh, cross-country, all eight divisions of the lower peninsula cross-country finals will be racing at Michigan International Speedway. A full schedule of tickets and broadcasting information uh, is on that particular website, the MHSAA. And you know what? It's going to be good. Also, soccer this week with the two finals going to be played at Comstock Park and Novi High School there for those particulars. Uh, semifinals, by the way, are being played tonight. I don't have any scores on those particulars, but on Saturday, they'll get it together. And uh, in that particular season for boys soccer, so we'll have some um, quite sure scores and highlights of those particular winners in both those particulars there. Uh, girls Volleyball the, uh, District begins this week. And also eight-player football regional finals and 11-player football district finals uh, will happen this upcoming weekend. And the Lower Peninsula Girls Regionals are next week in diving and swimming. And I want to make a correction if I can. I said when I was giving all these um, the play dates for this upcoming weekend and 11-man and eight, well, I say the 11-man football regimes, I used the word division. When I said regional and division, I meant to say district. It's district one, district two. In all those particular uh, regions there, that's a mistake I made. I apologize for it there. I'm not going to go through the playing <laughs> of the band, uh, announcing all those teams again, because that was a long, long list. But again, this Friday we'll be looking at this game, and Sunday we'll give you the results of them. Uh, who's going to be playing the next week? Because the regionals, this is what they'll be playing for, the 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 district finals this week. And and give you a little history on this uh, last week's football in the first week of the MHSAA football playoffs. It featured like uh, 144 teams throughout the state. And again, this weekend, they're going to enjoy a lot of goodies there. Some intriguing and unexpected wins and losses there of those 144 games. 31 were won by teams playing on the road. Five undefeated teams lost for the first time this season. And, yes, they're gone. They won't be playing no more this year. Uh, three teams that entered the postseason at three and six, or, yes, three and six that made the playoff, or three and five were victorious. Three of those teams. And there were three more teams who entered at four and five. Yes, four and five. They also put a dent in goodies in there, and they made it, okay? Believe it or not here, 
Speaking of believe it or not here, let's take a pause and listen to Be The Referee. Welcome to Be The Referee with the MHSAA's Sam Davis. A soccer match is about to start. One team is wearing their road white uniform, the other is wearing their home blues. It's pretty easy to spot the referee in the middle of the field wearing a bright yellow referee jersey. But what if the home team is nicknamed the Yellow Jackets and they're also wearing bright yellow jerseys? Well, soccer officials come prepared. They have a number of different colored jerseys, so they can wear something that contrasts with both teams. While yellow is the default color, they can easily change into a distinct uniform if needed, as red, blue, green, and black are also acceptable colors. They may even choose to wear a different color from what the goalkeepers are wearing. The last thing a referee wants to be is mistaken for a player on the field. Thanks, Sam. You can be a referee. Go online now to register at MHSAA.com. Be the Referee is a production of the MHSAA Network. Yep, that's Be the Referee. And again, Be the Referee is Be the Referee is a series of short messages designed to help educate people on the rules of different sports and to help them better understand the art of officiating and to recruit officials there. Uh, they, this week it was, again, about soccer referee jersey colors which was very interesting to me there. Right now, the Pistons are losing in the second quarter by a score of 35 to 30. Uh, Milwaukee Bucks is not so much giving them a whooping. Although the Pistons last Monday, this past Monday, uh, gave them some shocks there that uh, they just couldn't get enough of there. But we'll keep it. Dealing on it, but this is going to end this edition of Butch on Sports. Butch on Sports is a presentation of Old My Darling Production. You can always check out Butch on Sports on Facebook, always on Facebook, and as well on my main page, uh, Butch on Sports at Podomatic.com. You can type in S I M P L Y B U T C H. T-O-O dot Podomatic dot com, okay? And also, you can go to GameSportsShow dot Podbean, not Podbean dot com, which that's not active right now, but uh, the GameSportsShow dot com, and also, you can check Butch on Sports on there. No, I do not have any um, knowledge of what's going on with the Game Sports Show as of this present time. I Again, I'm feasibly checking up on that there, and hopefully we'll have some answers for that by this Sunday on the condition of that particular show for management and friends there, all who are interested. A good show indeed. Uh, <clears throat> we're out of time, okay? Y'all have a great, great weekend. The Lions are going to be playing the Packers. Uh, a lot of celebration at um, Little Caesars Arena as the Red Wings is going to salute the 1997 and 1998 back-to-back -back Red Wing winners uh, at, the, at the arena. I do believe that's on... Tomorrow night, as well as Saturday night, you, you go on, plan on going downtown, but a lot of stuff going on there. Hey, have a great weekend. Be safe, everybody. Goodbye for now, and check me out on Sunday on Butch on Sports.